Hello and welcome to the SBK Betting Podcast. Over the next half an hour, we're going to give you all our usual tips for the weekend's football action. My name is Alex Brinson. I'm joined today by Izzy Barker and Freddie Walker. We're all back in the studio together and it is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie, in the time we've sort of been away, we haven't seen you for a couple of weeks, the, the Gunners have put on a bit of form. Yeah. Um, back, in, back in contention for the title race, how are you fancying your chances? Oh, I'm I'm loving these last <laughs> couple of weeks. Obviously, that big win against Liverpool and then a massive win against West Ham. So it's been very, very happy times. Maybe I should go away for a few more <laughs> weeks and hope that it continues. Um, but I'm not massively confident still. We've seen City. I don't think they've lost since the 6th of December against your boys, Aston Villa. So it's been a long time since they've lost and they're absolutely flying. So I can't really look past them right now. Fair enough. And Izzy, just staying on Arsenal, for somehow... To me, this seems mad, but they're at pretty much a similar price to win the Champions League. What do you think they're more likely to win? Because they're going to win one of them, obviously. It's well, their hear, season. Hear me <laughs> out. I actually think the Champions League might be a better shout. Um, I think in one-off games, Arsenal can be brilliant. You know, we've seen them beating the likes of Man City, you know, the best team in Europe. Um, Liverpool, they can beat them. City, however, over 38 games are just relentless. You know, you don't see them ever kind of having a blip or anything like that. Whereas Arsenal in these one-off showpiece games like in the Champions League seem to do better. Um, obviously, I covered a few of their games in the Champions League as well. Um, obviously, comfortably top of their group. But yeah, that opening game, was it against PSV? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it was a 4-0. Yeah. Um, they just yeah. looked unstoppable. So yeah. if they carry on form like that, then I I just think more of the Champions League. But as I said, hear me out. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and where are you going this weekend? I am at Fulham Aston Villa. So the next pod could be a little bit awkward depending yeah. on that result. Um, I always feel like there's this slight weird rivalry ever since yeah, the playoff the game. Final, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to covering it. But it's hard covering your own team as a journalist. Um, you just get a bit too passionate and involved. And if <laughs> Fulham get an absolute pasting, then it's just going to be a very sad day. Yeah, I, I can't see that happening. So I think you might be all right. Um, right, the big game of the weekend is Manchester City v Chelsea. Um, just looking at the sort of head-to-head -head stuff, like Freddie, well, I mean, it makes pretty bleak reading for Chelsea fans. Yeah, right? yeah, it yeah. really does. <laughs> I mean, except for that, obviously, 4-4, absolute screamer of a game earlier this year. It's not looked good for them at all. The previous six to that, they'd lost without scoring. So it looks like it could be a tough game for Chelsea, especially considering the Chelsea that we currently know and, and watch the inconsistency is absolutely mad. So... I think it could be a tough day for Chelsea. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think it'll be much of a repetition of that 4-4. And I've got written down that they were um, five wins out of 17 since that uh, De Bruyne goal um, in 2017 mm. at Stamford Bridge. Yeah. And that really felt sort of like a, that was Pep's first season they won the yeah. title. That was a big moment for them. Yeah, And sort of the changing of the guard moment in English mm. football, would you agree, Izzy? Yeah, I'd say so. And it's just kind of been an absolutely glittering run since then. And you see the acquisitions that they make and it just gets stronger and stronger. So that is a real sort of turning point, I guess, as well. And then you look at that 4-4 and yeah, it was 4-4, but you kind of see that the impact of Haaland and things like mm. that. And they just they just get better and better. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chelsea's recent form, Freddie, like they're inconsistent, but they've actually been quite decent. And they yeah. smashed yeah. Villa in the cup, which was... I thought they, that was the best I've seen them play in a long time. Yes. I, I don't know what you've made of them recently. So I'm uh, looking at that form, I saw two wins against Palace, who, in my opinion, are struggling quite yeah, a lot. Yeah, I think Roy yeah. Hodgson's basically he, gone now. As of, yeah. uh, not officially, but yeah. he is pretty much. <laughs> uh, a win against Luton, which was a tough win. Fulham, who weren't in the best form until they beat Bournemouth recently. 
and then a 4-1 loss to Liverpool and a 4-2 loss to Wolves. So the, the Liverpool result, maybe Chelsea fans will go, ah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. expected, but they were very poor in it. And But to go 1-0 up to Wolves at home and then be 4-1 down late on and then score an 86-minute, what, 4-2, didn't matter. I'd be pretty worried as Chelsea as a Chelsea fan, mm. even though that form does look quite good. The game's within it. I'm not particularly impressed with it. Okay. <laughs> so And they're in 10th place right now. So. Yeah, and do you think it's... Um... Is this a bit of a case of like they seem to take one step forward? Like for the mm. performance of Villa Park, you're like, wow, this team really yeah. can do something. And then they'll most likely lose at the weekend in this case. They're just back to square one almost. Yeah, it's that lack of consistency. I think Pochettino has spoken about it in his press conferences. Like we need to get some consistency out of the players. But I think it's on him a little bit as well. He doesn't seem to know how to get the best out of his, play- his players. Um, he did inherit a very like inexperienced squad and it was in a mess. But... I feel like his selection and tactics haven't been working out for him either. And that comes down to consistency, I think. If you had like a consistent game plan every week, then maybe you'd start to see a good run of results. But it's always this mini run of results and then like a dip. And, um, you know, I I remember they had this back in October, then they lost to Brentford. And then obviously recently, and, you know, pasted by Liverpool, then then losing to Wolves. And it's just very inconsistent and bizarre. So, yeah, very, very strange season for them. And I know. So they're almost due a loss, is what you're saying? (laughs) Yeah, and Freddie, what about City then? Yeah, it's scary, isn't it? It just mm. looks like they're going to go on that second half of the season, run a form where they just defeat everyone and demolish everyone, really. KDB, since he's come back from injury, I think he's scored, he's got seven assists in, in nine games in all comps. Haaland, absolutely demolishing teams again. Looks like he's back to kind of that last year form where he's just scoring goals consistently against Everton, getting the two goals. So I'm very scared of City <laughs> right now. I think they look shoe-ins for the title right now, which is a very sad prospect for the Premier League, I think. Yeah. And Izzy, like we've sort of touched on Chelsea's chances in this game when you look mm. at the head-to-head stats and their form, but are you surprised that they're so high at 8.4 considering they're like they've won their last few games? I think I'd, I'd echo what I said in terms of that consistency. It's so hard to bet on a Chelsea result, get them winning or anything like that. So I think it, it comes down to that consistency again. I think this is a massive rebuild um, at Chelsea. So it's really difficult to to see them getting a result against a team like City with all that quality. Like you said, getting KDB back is like getting another world-class signing in, yeah. in January. Um, so going up against the ominous prospect of that, I just think it's very difficult for Chelsea. Yeah, they've been on a good run, but again, it's like it's gonna they're going to get another dip and a dip. And I just, I just don't really think they have an identity at the minute. I'd also just add on that with the 8.4, City haven't lost yet at home this year. So I don't know whether you guys think Chelsea are the ones that are going to... I mean, I'm not taking it on. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah. but, I thought it was... I was a bit surprised yeah. it was so high. Yeah. Given, like, this, I think this group of Chelsea players, like, they are capable of quite a high-level performance. Yeah. I mean, that they've shown it barely any, but they are <laughs> capable of it. So I was slightly surprised that, and being the fact that Chelsea, uh, City did play midweek. Yeah. So I don't know whether that will have a small bit of impact, but I'm pretty confident in Man City are going to win. <laughs> but it's just, it, I just thought it was interesting that it was quite high. What about both teams to score? I mean, the 4-4 was obviously a mm. goal glut, but you, what, what are you telling us on the fact that they're head-to-heads? Yeah, I'm I'm actually more tempted by the no yeah. on the both teams score at yeah. 2.14 than the, the yes at 1.82. So the last four games at the Etihad, Chelsea have failed to score. The yeah. last six before that, uh, after the Champions League final where Chelsea won, Chelsea failed to score yeah. before that 4-4. So to me, I see it 
reverting to kind of tradition mm. in this mm. game and Chelsea really struggling, not scoring, City scoring quite a few yeah. and it being a 3-4-0. The Champions League final was also 1-0. So yeah, both yeah. scored in here in that Yeah, either. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I, seven in a row. Just to echo that, I saw kind of looking at that head-to-head record, I saw 13 times in the last 33 games and both teams to score hasn't hit that since 2012. So yeah, I, yeah. I'd be more inclined to go for, for no on that one. Yeah, I mean... That what I will say is, if you look at, I, I did some stats for like this season, and mm. both these scores hitting sixty four percent of City's home games, which is quite interesting, mm. and seventy five percent of Chelsea's aways, they've only failed to score in two away games this wow. season, which is quite interesting, yeah. and maybe worth bearing in mind. And of course, City have scored in every single home game they've yeah. played. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm leaning towards the no as well, but yeah. especially <clears throat> given the decent price it is, over under goals, Freddie, what are you expecting? So I'm expecting goals here, but from Man City. Yeah. <laughs> as, we, as we've just spoken about, uh, I don't expect Chelsea to be scoring. So I looked at the last three uh, games at the Etihad in all comps. We have a 1-0 City, 4-0 City and a 2-0 City. So it's quite the variation, quite hard to kind of pinpoint there where you want to go over under. So I've gone over 2.5 goals for Man City at 2.12. I thought that was the most value that you could get. I do see City scoring at least three goals in this game against a pretty leaky Chelsea defence. And I'm going to avoid going on the over, under on any of the other team. Let's stick to City. Okay. (laughs) I won't go for Chelsea to score. Okay. Interesting. Izzy, what about you? Yeah, so looking at the head-to-head, I saw the average goals for both teams in their last five combined is 3.4. Um, 3.35 in the whole season um, but as you said Freddie it's really hard when you look at that head to head it's like so sporadic obviously yeah. you had that 4-0 yeah. last January the next fixture was then 1-0 and then you have the 4-4 um, but in the last 10 fixtures there have been 6 one nils. Um I was tempted to go for the under 1.5 goals which is at 5.9 interesting wow, wow. I like that yeah, I, I, um, I sort of I think the over two point five is probably where if you're going to be safe, that's where you're placing your money. But I like that call because there have been quite a lot of one nils. Oh, I would yeah. bear in mind that the last one at the Etihad had in the league was when I think City had won the league this uh, midweek before, and I looked at the team they put out and it was like a load of kids and they just passed it around yeah, the back. Yeah, no, so maybe that's a bit misleading. But um, yeah, I think there's plenty of other good options there. What about cards? Oh, I love a card. And I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm seeing Caicedo and Enzo as the two favourites for me for Chelsea. They're both second in the Chelsea kind of cards table with seven yellows this season. Only second to Nico Jackson, who's got nine yellows, which <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he's that high. Uh, but Caicedo and Enzo, I imagine they're going to have to make quite a lot of flowers against a, a counter-attacking slash just dominating City. Yeah. Uh, if I was looking at City, I'd look more towards was Rodri yeah. similar position as well if Chelsea do get on the counter Rodri can be in there making tactical fouls getting yellows he's also at the top of the cards table for City with eight yellows this season one red card as well so yeah those would be the guys that I'd be looking at specifically I'd um I'd really look at Rodri on that one it's 4.9 mm. on SBK um 10 yellows in all comps as well um uh, and the one red card as well to echo that. But um, yeah, looking at Gallagher as well, 2.72 on SBK, six yellows this season. Um, but Jackson has the worst disciplinary record <laughs> for Chelsea, if you kind of want to look at yeah. you know, the track record and things like that. That's an, at another 2.72, nine yellows. And also he picked up a yellow in the Palace game as well. So 
obviously in form. form. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, interesting. I think the over-unders are quite interesting. Like mm. for cities, um, for Chelsea over-under cards, sorry, tempted by over 3.5, which is quite a lot at 2.38. But I just think as well with the, this game now, there's quite a few, there's a few players that know each mm. other quite well. Like Palmer's moved from one to the other, Sterling moved from one to the other and um, Kovacic. Yeah. So I don't know whether that brings a bit more needle. There certainly mm. was quite a lot of needle in that 4-4 four, mm. four, with yeah. eight cards in that one. So... Yeah, I, I I don't know. I'm I, thinking the over. I'd so. also agree with the over 3.5 specifically for Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so mm. Chelsea are averaging 3.25 cards per game in the Prem this season. City, on the other hand, only averaging 1.7 cards. So they've got a pretty good disciplinary yeah, yeah. record, City. So not to lump it on Chelsea by saying they're going to score no <laughs> goals and they're going to concede a lot, yeah. but they're also going to get a lot of cards. And I didn't look at the over 3.5 as well. They're at 2.38. Tell me there's not a Chelsea fan on um, what about goal scorers then? Who are you fancying? Go on, Freddie, you lead us. Uh, so there's obvious ones here, but I'm going to go with Phil Foden at 3.35. He got a hat-trick against Brentford, got another one against Copenhagen the other night in the Champions League. I think he's just in the probably the best form he's been in in a City mm. shirt, to be honest. The most consistent form he's had in the team. So I think he definitely has a very good chance of getting uh, a goal against Chelsea. Yeah. Is he? What have you got? I looked at Palmer. Um... To score first, it was 12.5, or any time it's 4.8 on SBK. Um, I think he's been a stand-up performer for the Blues um, since signing for City. 10 Premier League goals, 6 assists. Um, he'd never scored a, a Premier League goal before moving to Stamford Bridge, so he's clearly you know, oozing confidence, really loving life. He, he really likes Pochettino, and Pochettino gets the best out of him. So, um, yeah, I went for Palmer on that one. Yeah, I'm going to echo you. I went for Palmer as well. I think if anyone does score for Chelsea, yeah. it's more than likely to be him. And the, the price of 4.8 is really good yeah. considering he's on penalties as well yeah. um so yeah i mean and he scored in the 4-4 as well penalty, and he did yeah. yeah yeah a real pressure penalty as yeah. well that was pretty yeah, good yeah. um assists okay so <laughs> in terms of a standard one i'm gonna say katie yeah <laughs> shot <laughs> because he has to be in there as i've mentioned seven assists in nine games this year but as a kind of random one i'm gonna go gusto malagusto okay. with six assists in all comps this year and if Chelsea are to get a goal, I think he has a pretty good chance of of getting on the uh, on the assist sheet. I guess. Is <laughs> <laughs> it what have you got? I'm banging the Cole Palm drum. Um, he got two assists in Chelsea's win over Crystal Palace. Um, I just think he's a shoe in. He's got 16 goal involvements in his last 16 Prem appearances. Um, he leads Chelsea in terms of goals and assists, 12 and nine in all competitions. So. I, I went for Palmer again on that one. Yeah, I'm gonna again agree with you on Palmer <laughs> because yeah, he's just been outstanding this season, and I think if he can somehow score and assist himself, then that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. So given all of that, Freddie, where do you think there's some value in this? All right, so I'm gonna kind of double down on what I've said previously <laughs> and go with a three-nil City win at ten point five on SBK. As I mentioned, I don't think Chelsea are going to score goals. I think they're going to get a lot of cards and they're going to concede a lot. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the correct score here and say 3-0 City. I like that. And Izzy, what have you got? I'm offering a bit more of hope to Chelsea fans. <laughs> I'm continuing with a, a Palmer hat trick. I just really like those 4.8 odds for yeah. any time goal scorer. Um, really pleased with that. So definitely going for that, that one from what I've just discussed in terms of his form. Fair enough. And I've gone uh, Man City to win and both teams to score. Just purely, I know we've talked about the head-to-head -head a lot and 
both teams not scoring. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I just think the like the record for uh, team like Chelsea's attack has been good sixth um, in terms of away goals this year with twenty one. So it's quite impressive. Um, I feel like City's defense, while it has been decent, is and I mean at home it's joint best in the league. But like. <laughs> I don't know. It just it doesn't seem as solid as it has been in years gone past. Um, and over the last six games, Chelsea are averaging scoring two a game, but they're also, in typical Chelsea fashion, averaging conceding two a game. <laughs> um, and they've, it's as I said earlier, call, they've only failed to score in two away games. So, and I seriously back City to win because they're flying at the moment. So, Man City to win in both teams' score is at two point seven four. Now, first goal scorer selections for Brentford versus Liverpool. Now there is a fifty percent boost on this market with SBK this weekend for the lovely 12.30 kickoff. So, Izzy, you I, love a goal scorer. I, Go I on, who have you got? I love a goal scorer, and I feel like I love a Brentford goal scorer. Yeah, you too. do. I actually was like, you know what? I'm not going to pick Tony this week. <laughs> I've gone for Neil Malpe at 10.5 on SBK. I think it's a shoo-in. He's got, a, he's got five goals in his last six, seven in total this season. I know I say a lot, cover Brentford a lot, but he just loves the club. You know, he's had a miserable time at Everton, and he's just transformed since then. Going over to bus stop in Hounslow. <laughs> from a Fulham fan, that is. <laughs> I'm going to take that from you, and I'm going to go with Ivan Tony. It's 7.8. Brentford have scored in 50%, first in 58% of their home games, and Liverpool only 33% of their aways. Tony's been in great form since he's come back in, so I'm backing him, and I think he's more than likely to be the person who gets on the score sheet. Freddie, what have you got? So I've gone for a Liverpool player. I've gone for <laughs> Diogo Jota. He's scored three in his last four. He's in great form. And he's also scored the first goal in two of those four games. So he's on form. He's he's in, impressing me a lot. And he's at 6.8 to score the first goal. So I, I fancy him. For Remember, you can get a 50% boost on that market with SBK this weekend. Into our best bets then. Izzy, you lead us off. Um, sticking with the theme of Brentford and Liverpool, I've gone for both teams to score at 1.58. Um, Brentford has scored at least once in their last nine games. Liverpool have scored. I mean, only City have actually scored more than Liverpool in the, the kind of form table this season. So, obviously, banging in the goals. And actually, in their last um, four of their last six matches, they've scored over three goals. So, they obviously... I have, a, I have a feeling it'll be a goal fest. <laughs> Fair enough. And I've gone both teams to score as well, but this time in Spurs versus Wolves at the same odds, 1.58. Pretty simple one. Spurs have hit both teams to score in 79% of their games. Wolves in 71% of theirs. If you're looking at the table, it's second versus fourth in both teams to score. So I think that's a pretty safe bet. Freddie, what about you, mate? So I've gone Norwich to beat Cardiff at 1.86. Norwich have really picked up form in the championship, especially at home. They've got six wins and two draws in their last eight. And Cardiff just historically don't like trips to Carroll Road. Mm. They've only won twice out of 16 trips since 1971. And they're also in really poor form right now. They've lost five from their last six and they failed to score in their last two games. So they're, they're struggling quite a lot. So I'll back Norwich to kind of continue their playoff push and, and get another win here. And yeah, that's my best yep. bet of the weekend. Is he your next best? I've gone for Leicester to beat Middlesbrough at 1.62 on SBK. Um, yeah, looking at this head-to-head, Leicester unbeaten in their last seven home league games against Middlesbrough. Um, so that really played into my decision. Uh, Leicester just in brilliant form, charging towards automatic promotion. Won their last four games, eight games since a loss at home as well. Really making power a fortress. Um, and Borough just... Um, you know, quite leaky away. They've conceded in their last nine away games. So I just thought that would that would play into Leicester's favour as well. Fair enough. I've gone for um, Fulham to beat Aston Villa. Oh. <laughs> 
it's a dagger through my heart. But <laughs> this is purely an injury-based selection. Villa's record without Kamara was pretty patchy. Um, I think McGinn will move in, but we're not going to get into too much tactical stuff on how Villa are going to set up here. <laughs> we struggled without him for most of December. That's the key thing. And we're now without our first three and potentially four first-choice centre-back options, thanks to Carlos pulling up and training yesterday. Um so we could realistically be looking at, looking at a centre-back pair of Clement Longley and Callum Chambers, which doesn't fill me with a great <laughs> deal of hope. Torres, Paul Torres might be back. He's been on the bench for the last couple of games. But to be honest, given the injury to Carlos, I don't think Emery will risk him. I think he will just wait another week because if you risk him and he gets injured again, then we really are... Uh, the, yeah, <laughs> the swearing was the And Fulham have uh, won that three of their last four games against us at Craven Cottage. Um, and like you said, there's a bit of a rivalry, we and I feel like I feel like we don't. We have, especially away, as the stats show, we've got a pretty poor record against you. So um, yeah, three point five. I think that's good value given the injuries. Um, Freddie, what have you got, mate? So I've gone Wrexham to beat Notts County at 2.02 on SBK, just bringing back some nostalgia from last year <laughs> with an incredible game where Ben Foster saves it in the last minute for Wrexham and what a title race it was between these two. So I'm looking forward to this game happening again. Both teams were struggling for form up until their last game. So they both won in their last game, but Wrexham lost three in the league on the bounce and Notts County hadn't won five. It won in five games in the league, so they'd lost three, drawn two. Wrexham, though, have the best home form in the whole of the league, picking up one more point than Stockport in two less games. So they're, it's a fortress yeah. at, at, at the racecourse ground. So I'm going to back them to beat Notts County like they did last year. Unfortunately, no Ben Foster penalty saves this year, <laughs> but I, I still think at 2.02, that's quite nice odds. Nice. And then our long shot of the weekend, Izzy, go on. Well, I went more for a goal scorer one on this one as well because I just couldn't not pick Rodrigo Muniz after the transformation he's had at Fulham. <laughs> he's been at the club for so long. He is young, but just never really got a, a look in. Went on loan to Middlesbrough. Um, yeah, so I've gone for him to score in Fulham, Aston Villa. That's it's only at 2.82, but I just had to because he's just this epic resurgence. He's gone <laughs> under three Prem goals in just a week. And obviously, um, Raul Jimenez is out injured. So I think this has kind of been his chance to his moment, I guess. Um, so looking forward to that. One. Fair enough. I'm looking forward to that Open as well. <laughs> yeah, I've gone. Uh, I promise this is now bitterness from last weekend. But Luton to beat Man United, <laughs> Kenilworth Road, as we've touched on quite a few times, is a very tough place to go. Mm. Um, they haven't actually won that many many games at home, Luton. But I do think that Man United will struggle. The condensed pitch, Man United. If you look at Old Trafford, it's a huge pitch. You mm. couldn't get any more different when they go to Kenilworth Road. And that sort of style, like Bruno's going to be cramped for room in the middle of the park. I'm not sure the space is going to be available for them to run in behind, which is yeah. what they're so effective at. United were good against Villa, um, but I think they got pretty lucky with our poor finishing. We could easily have scored three or four and put the game to bed. Um, Luton will be very, very disappointed with their performance against Sheffield United last weekend. I was pretty stunned by that one, to be honest. So I think, and they've got a really tough run of games coming up. They've got um, yeah this, then they've got Liverpool, then they've got City in the Cup, then they've got us. Um so I think they'll be sort of extra focused on this one. And, th you know, these teams always turn up when Man United yeah. come to town. It's like one of those things. Yeah. The sports is going to be bang up for it. It'll be a great yeah. atmosphere. It's the 4.30, so it's like probably one of the biggest games of the weekend. So it'll be massive. Um, United haven't been great on the road and just throughout the season, very, very inconsistent. And it just... I just get that feeling of this is a game that they're going to lose. It's a really good shout. Like, like going it, to Kenilworth Road and seeing that Brighton game, like Luton, it's a small pitch and they've got a lot of athleticism yeah. in their squad. So if they just go out Man United, they can easily score and yeah. win the game. 
Freddie, go on then. What's yours? Well, we're really from the same hymn sheet here, Alex. I've got Luton oh, to okay. be Man United <laughs> at 4.2. Just like you said, Man U just haven't convinced me away yeah. from home this season, even though they have picked up form in recent times. Against Wolves, they had to get that last-minute winner from Mano, and then Villa weren't convincing again. And then their previous two away games were a 2-1 loss to Forest and a 2-0 loss to West Ham. So even though Luton have been beaten by a lot of big teams at Kenilworth Road this year, I think they've been unlucky in a lot yeah. of those games. And I think if there's a team that's going to give them that luck, <laughs> it's going to be Manchester United yeah. and they will beat Luton. Uh, Luton will beat Man U this weekend. Perfect. Thanks for listening to this episode of the SBK Football Podcast. If you enjoyed this week's show, then please give us a like. And if you have any feedback, we're more than happy to hear it. Remember that new customers can get £30 in free bets when you sign up and place a first bet of £10. TNC supply. And remember, please gamble responsibly. Hold up. 